Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news on New Mexico United and weekly sports discussion from around the world of sports. My name, of course, is Seth and joining me here tonight for episode 37, part two are Jacob and Earl. If you missed part one, we discussed New Mexico United. We recapped the match match week two loss to RGV. We previewed the match week three matchup against El Paso. And now we're going to get into just some generic sports discussion. Normally we would have a whole bunch of different stories that we would go through, but the big story from the week is the NFL draft. Both that we all three have our favorite teams and without giving anything away, we're going to get into the picks here and the actual, you know, the, the draft itself without giving any, anything away, Jacob and Earl, what would you, how would you grade your team's draft? Oh, I, I'm, I so want to hear from Earl first because he was livid on Thursday. Um, I want to see if he's, he's calmed down from that or not. B plus. Oh, wow. wow. All right. I think if you'd asked him after Thursday, he would have said a D, but, uh, so... apparently, apparently he calmed down and came to his freaking senses about Thursday night. So no, so I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was a C, maybe a C minus. Um, was I completely against the Michael Parsons or uh, completely against the pick that the Cowboys took? No. Was I against the method that it came about? Yeah, because you just don't do that. You just don't like. There's that unwritten rule of baseball that you don't do what the Cowboys did. But then again, there's Jerry Jones. Um, so yeah, so B plus, B minus ish around that area in the B range for sure. I think that, uh, if I was grading Earl's draft, I think I would, I'd be right around that, that area too. Um, as for Tampa, you know, it's hard, it's hard to, uh, to make impact in the draft when you're drafting 32nd after just winning the Super Bowl. But um, I think Tampa did that. I think uh, I think the player in the first round, Joe, Tri- Joe Tryon, um, has a chance to be a, a, a good defensive player for us to our already pretty solid defensive line, at least this year, and has a chance to replace JPP if he leaves or maybe Shaq Barrett if he leaves after this year. So, so I think... Uh, I think it was a good pick. Actually, Shaq Barrett signed a multi-year deal, so I don't think we have to worry about that. And then we we drafted our QB of the future, our Tom Brady, our next Tom Brady, <laughs> uh, Kyle Trask out of Florida, Shut who we up. we talked about him a little bit in our draft preview a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm not angry at the pick. I'm not thrilled with the pick. So I I think I give give him a B maybe a B minus. Uh, I like some of the players that they drafted on late uh, from what I've read of them, but it's always easy to, to read about your, your draft players and go, Oh yeah, they're, they're going to be fantastic. When two days ago, I had no idea who they were. So um, B B minus. That's where I'll leave it at that. Uh, Seth, we talked about your first pick. Um, a while back and how both of us thought you should trade down or take Justin. Well, I thought you should trade down or take Justin Fields. Uh, That's not what happened. And uh, I don't think you were thrilled about it. So, so what do you got for your team over there? So I, of course, am a Falcons fan and I was all on board with the trade back and stock up picks for the next couple of years. And start the the rebuild process i was very much on board with that now when we took pitts obviously i'm excited pitts is a fantastic talent pitts is a you know he's described in many ways as a generational talent and while i wasn't happy with the decision to not trade back and start to look towards the future i felt like they we grabbed quite possibly the best player in the draft I, I I can't I look at all the other players around them. I look at the quarterbacks. I look at the the running backs that went off. 
in the, in the first round, you know, ATN and uh, what's his name from, from Alabama, uh, Najee Harris. Uh, you know, I look at all those guys and, and Pitts is by far the best player in the draft. And, you know, I, I give the Falcons an A, like looking at all of the picks that they made, I feel like they, they address some needs without, you know, selling, selling the farm. And, you know, uh, 10 years ago, we sold the farm to get Julio Jones. We very nearly did that, you know, to, to get Calvin Ridley a couple years after that. And so I think to, to have a player of Pitts's caliber drop to us at four is just absolutely fantastic. Um, and, you know, it can't, I, I was reading after the draft that the new Falcons GM and coach gave an interview and they basically said that, you know, if you were expecting us to come in and want to do a rebuild, you're completely wrong. You know, that's not what we want to do. And so understanding now their draft philosophy and what they want to do. Like, I think this is a fantastic draft for the Falcons. Yeah. I, uh, I don't hate the pick, um, as a Tampa fan and having a, a high school buddy that is a huge Falcon fan, and my hatred for the Falcons runs deep, uh, almost as deep as my hatred for El Paso and Phoenix. So the fact that I don't hate the pick really makes me kind of hate the pick because uh, I, I think I think the only thing that I would have, the only player that I would have been more upset with you picking as an opposition player is Justin Fields. Um, I, I know... I think I think Seth might have said that he can go to hell uh, because he's a Georgia Bulldog, but um, I don't care what he says about him. Uh, the kid is a winner, and, and I think that what the Bears did to move up to eleven to take him uh, is is a huge step in the right direction for that organization. Um, it to me it makes up almost makes up for the Trubisky mistake. Um, but time will tell on that one. I, I think that that was my favorite move of the first round and my least favorite move of the, at least the top 12 or so picks has to be Trey Lance going to San Francisco just because I, I don't see how you give up that much draft capital to move up to three and take a guy who has 17 starts, period. Not just in college, but period. It's like 17, maybe it's 27. I don't know. The bottom line is he's so far behind every other quarterback in reps at a high level. He, he hasn't, you, you could argue that he hasn't taken any at a high level coming from the FCS. So to, to mortgage the future on that pick, is just head scratching to me. Yeah, I think the Trey Lance pick is one that definitely caught a bunch of people off guard. There was a lot of talk pre-draft they might fall to the Falcons and they would take him and you know start to look for the the, the future uh, quarterback to succeed Matt Ryan. Honestly, like I'm, yeah, I'm I'm glad we didn't take Lance. I'm glad we didn't do anything. I'm glad that you know we and we didn't do that. But yeah, Lance did have only 17 games at North Dakota state. So yeah, he's extremely inexperienced. Now he is going to have a couple years to sit there and, and learn. I can't imagine them throwing him in season one, but I, stranger things have happened. See, how do you, how do you not though? You just draft, you just traded everything for this guy. And you, it's been proven that in the NFL, if you have a outstanding talent at quarterback on a rookie deal, that is your best time to compete unless your quarterback is otherworldly and it doesn't matter like Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Baker Mayfield, if you ask Earl uh, because he doesn't watch football. Um, unless that's the case, then your only chance at competing for a Super Bowl is in that window. You saw it with the Niners with Garoppolo a while back. You saw it with Jared Goff and the Rams. Now, they didn't win, but they got there because they had a complete team around them because those guys were so cheap. 
So how do you not mortgage the future for this guy and then have him sit on the bench for one or two years behind somebody that's not even that good in Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy G is not that bad. Jimmy G, he, well, he's more of a game manager than some other guys that you would like to have out there. He's not a terrible quarterback, but I would not replace him with Trey Lance. And the other reasoning, the other reason that you want to look at that and you don't want to necessarily throw him out there, I, I can give you, you know, four or five names that I think are uh, are going to be proof enough that you don't necessarily want to throw out that rookie quarterback, that young guy, Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell, Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel. <laughs> hey, 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 shut this guy up, shut this guy up. Oh, you know, that, was the, that was the sneakiest <laughs> burn ever, and I loved it. <laughs> you know, there's, there's all these quarterbacks that 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 have been taken that were touted as the next best thing and they never turned into much you know and or like ryan leaf a guy basically flopped out after you know first season jamarcus russell didn't last i think what two seasons i think jamarcus russell had baker mayfield still yet to be seen you know um wait 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 baker mayfield took the browns to a freaking playoff win <laughs> hey i take the browns to the super bowl every day buddy doesn't make me great. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, when you've got the opportunity, like you look at how, how teams have done it in the past, you look at Green Bay. They had the one of the best quarterbacks of all time and Brett Favre. And then they draft Aaron Rodgers, who again, I get gotta be one of the best quarterbacks of all time when all is said and done. And they let him sit there for what, two years, three years behind Favre? Before he actually, you know, got to take before he actually stepped in. Garoppolo's not Favre, though. No, I'm not. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm believe me, I am not saying Garoppolo was Favre. But if you have the opportunity, especially in a uh, under Kyle Shanahan, to go out there and let this kid develop for a, a couple seasons, why not take that opportunity instead of throwing him out there and run the risk of him, you know, tearing an ACL or you know, getting a concussion there you know, rookie season after you've, you, you said mortgaging the house, you know, like why not give him a, a, a year or two to develop before you throw him out there. And th- the fact that we're having this conversation is what makes them trading up for this pick. So questionable in my head. Anyways, if you're going to be trading up and mortgaging that much of the future for a top three pick, you can't have question marks around that pick. It's got to be a home run pick. And from the moment they did it, I didn't know if there was a home run option there. I, I, other than Justin Fields. I have Justin Fields as, as my second favorite quarterback out of this class. I have him as my third or fourth favorite player out of this class. Um, and so had the only way that I wouldn't be freaking out about this pick is if they took him. But from the get-go, it didn't seem like they were going to take him. Of course, we heard all the Mac Jones talk who ended up falling all the way to 15, and the Patriots pick him. Uh, so, of course, he's going to be great, uh, and we're all going to be wondering why he didn't go third to San Francisco just because he went to the Patriots. But uh, it, it was never going to be Fields, which just made me question this trade from the get-go. And now that it was Trey Lance... I'm not hating on Trey Lance. Like, I think he has potential. Like, his ceiling is super high. His ceiling is is Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes level ceiling. But his floor is like Baker Mayfield, Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf status. And that uh, that scares me if you're trading up that much and taking him in the top three. Earl is never going to live this down. This, this Baker Mayfield talk, it, it's just, it's going to constantly just keep coming up. And it, it's quite possibly my favorite running joke that we have, especially because every time we, we throw it out there, his face just goes, what the fuck guys? And it, <laughs> it makes me laugh. Yeah. No, I, I don't think we'll ever uh, get past this. And, and Earl, we love you. You know, it's, it's just hard to, it, it's hard to take it when you say that Baker Mayfield is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You're saying he's better than Pat Mahomes. I just, I, I don't know. But then again, you are a Cowboys fan. So, 
you probably think Dak Prescott's better than two. Uh, no, he, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't go that far. As a, as a Cowboy fan, I'm pretty sure it's a prerequisite that you hate your team. Um, and Look, that I was more of a fan of Andy Dalton. All the time. I, go ahead. I can't wait to hear this statement. I was, more, I was more of a fan of Andy Dalton than Dak Prescott. <laughs> again, I, again, Earl just <laughs> stuns <laughs> Seth and makes him speechless to where he can't segue to anything. He can't do anything. He literally just sits there with his mouth agape, wondering what kind of drugs Earl is on. And uh, <laughs> I, I, the answer is some good ones because as a as a feisty take right there uh, to match the feisty hair of Andy Dalton. So hey, <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna move on from there, guys. Um, I was gonna say you talked about you know trading up for Trey Lance. What do you think caused the drop for for Mac Jones? This was a guy who was talked about potentially being um, a top two pick, and he suddenly, and then all of a sudden, he drops to what was it, fifteen to the Patriots? Yeah. Like he's what happened there? He's not that good. Um, like, like the talk of him going in the top three was. Like, I, I'm convinced that had San Francisco not traded up, and the rumors come out that they traded up for him he would have never been talked about as a top 10 pick. He would have always been looked at as somebody in the late first, mid to late first, early second round. And and the speculation of him going in the top five never would have been there if it wasn't for San Francisco trading up and then somebody saying that they were going to take him. So I don't, once he fell, once San Francisco didn't pick him, to me, it was obvious he was going to end up with the Patriots of 15. Um, I, I didn't see another team trading up to get him. I didn't see any of the teams in those slots between three and 15 picking him. Uh, it just, it just didn't make sense to me. So, so I, to me, he didn't drop to me. He fell exactly where I thought he was going to fall, especially after San Francisco didn't take him. It's because the NFL's rigged. Go on. What? <laughs> You Again, see another speechless thing. Bill Belichick. Are you saying the Patriots cheated? No, I would never say that. Of course not. I would never say that. If you're on YouTube, please look at Seth right now. Um, <laughs> but no, I would never say that the Patriots cheated. I do believe, however, they had some kind of say on who they can pick. And I also think that Bill Belichick set some kind of Ouija curse on every other team so that he can pick Mac Jones and make him the next Tom Brady so that this Mac Jones kid can leave the Patriots in 19 years and go on to the Buccaneers. Because everyone retires in Florida. Okay. Okay. Earl? Earl. Nope. I'm not listening. I ain't listening to this. La, 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 la. Mm -hmm. The only thing there that made any sense that was even like close to being in the realm of possibility is Bill Belichick using using a Ouija board um, <laughs> because because the NFL hold on the NFL, out, of every, the, uh, yes. out of everything I just fucking said that's the only part that makes sense that's the most realistic thing because the NFL does not cater to the Patriots like they. They have taken picks away for anything and everything. They took their third round pick away this year because of a documentary that they were filming where one of the camera people. No, that's what it was. It, it Look, I, I don't like the Patriots either, but they, it was B-roll for a documentary and they filmed the other team sideline and they took away their third pick. The third is round this, pick this year. Is this what Bill Belichick told you? No, this is what's out there. Just okay. okay. Open your just, eyes. Just checking. Right? Just checking. And Bill's got Jacob on a speed dial, and they text uh, during the off season. Bill has Jacob on payroll, not even a speed dial. I wish. I wouldn't be living in a mobile home if that was the case, guys. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> um, You're incognito. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. It's I have a house down. I have a house down yeah, in Cabo that no one else are out. You can't let everyone know that you actually work for Bill Belichick and he's actually paying you to speak right now. Look, if they catered to them, they would have been way more lenient on a lot of things. Tom Brady was suspended for four games. For, for deflating a football. He didn't deflate it. He might have had other people deflate it, but he didn't deflate <laughs> it. <laughs> What's the difference? So you can't tell me that if that happened to somebody else, that they would have gotten more games. He they got, literally they got these, he played they got, a playoff game with a flat football. Flatter, flatter football. <laughs> Look, I, I don't like to be in the position of defending the Patriots and Tom Brady here, but you guys are backing me into this corner, and I'm I'm gonna come out swinging. So you cannot tell You're, me. You you cannot, no, no, us. no, 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 listen, 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 listen Linda, You're, Linda, listen, your boss got away with sexual acts in a freaking massage parlor because he's a billionaire. That wasn't the NFL. The NFL didn't do that. That was the government, my friend. That was the government because of the conspiracy of all the rich but people yet, and politicians yet. that I'm not going to get into. But yet Ezekiel Elliott gets suspended for six games because he's looked at his girlfriend the wrong way. I don't. I, I legit don't know what you're talking about there. So I'm going to go back to defending Tom Brady and the Patriots. Uh, you cannot tell me that if 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 any other quarterback got caught for the same thing, that they would have been given more of a suspension. Would they have? Would they have? If Ben Roethlisberger got caught, would he have been suspended for six games or eight games? No, he would have been suspended for four games or less. No, for the he same thing. He was suspended for Brady. four for sexual assault. That's not the same thing, Earl. Those are two <laughs> different things. I'm talking about if <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers was caught deflating footballs, he would have been suspended for two games. He would never games. do that. Have you met Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I have, and he would never do that. Aaron Rodgers is the host of Jeopardy. He would never do a thing like that. Yeah, how dare you? He's a fine character. Okay, I can attack Aaron Rodgers if you want me to. I'm perfectly okay in that position. He is is filling in for the late Alex Trebek. Put some respect on the man's name. He's a douchebag and a terrible teammate. He hosts Jeopardy. He also hosts Jeopardy. Not a terrible he also quarterback. Hosts Jeopardy. Terrible quarterback if he's on your favorite team right now. Why are we bringing up Austin Jeopardy. stuff? I don't care about Jeopardy anymore. <laughs> Whatever you think about Aaron Rodgers, he is a fantastic fantasy quarterback. I will say that. He's he's a great quarterback. He's just a freaking crybaby and he's annoying. And if I was anybody on the Packers right now, I would be pissed at him, players or otherwise. Okay, so you'd be pissed at him even though the front office said they were going to trade him in the offseason? Yeah. Like, does he not have the right to be pissed off about that? I mean, the front office says, hey, we're going to trade you. Does he not have the right to be pissed at the fact fact that the team that's paying him has not drafted an offensive player in nine freaking years except for his replacement? Yes. And you know why? Because they're paying him. It is a job. He is paid to be their quarterback. You draft offensive linemen. Shut up and come be the quarterback that we're paying you to be. Yeah, they give me an offensive line. When your contract is over, then go be someone else's quarterback. Or at least do it in a way that's not such diva-ish. Do it in a way where it's like, hey, guys, what the fuck are you guys doing? Get me out of here. Don't blast it all. Not on draft day. On Thursday before the draft, you're going to drop this? That's well, yeah. That was the most attention-hogging thing I've ever seen in my life. Why wouldn't you? Because you do it way before that so they can actually work out a trade during the draft or involving this year's draft. Nope, the general manager said he was not going to trade him. Even if Jesus was on the board, he was not going to draft him. Trade him. 
there's there's a better chance of something materializing if you do it a week ago or oh, a week before the draft, I mean. And and let him talk to let let the GM talk to San Francisco and say, "Hey, that third pick. What are you doing there?" Or or somebody, Atlanta, I, Atlanta wouldn't need him, but to do something with those top 5 picks where in this case, it was like, hey, two hours before the draft, we're going to drop this bombshell. Of course, he's not going to get traded on draft night because there's five minutes left to go before you can work out any of those trades. It's the dumbest thing. Why are we talking about this? Why? Why? I, I want to know. That's a, that's a, I want to know how much Bill Belichick is paying you. Zero. Giselle is Man, paying you a lot, free. though. Got it. G- Giselle is paying you <laughs> a lot, though. Hey, 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 my wife listens to this radio show. What does that have to do with anything? How dare you? They're kids. <laughs> we are off the no. rails, folks. I'm saying that the Patriots are paying me through Tom Brady's wife. That's so it doesn't nothing shows up on the books for the Patriots this way. It's all under the table. Well, yeah, exactly how how Bill Belichick got away with, or Robert Kraft got away with, uh, with sexual masseuse, massages under the table. But bum. <laughs> there's a there's a Deshaun Watson joke in there somewhere too. I just can't find it. No, no, no. Deshaun Watson's innocent. Get over get over that one. What? What? Wow. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. I, you know, I, I think we've kind of been avoiding the whole Deshaun Watson thing for quite a bit, but wow. Like I And here's why I say he's innocent. If Robert Kraft could be innocent, crazy? He? If <laughs> Robert Kraft wasn't ben innocent. Roth- Look, if Ben Roethlisberger can he wasn't get away with it, why can't suspended. he? For like a half a second, half a game. His suspension was the equivalent of missing a Monday morning meeting. For a third time in a night, Seth is befuddled. <laughs> I I just I, Deshaun Watson's a mess. Like that's a whole. He's not going to play again. I don't think he will. Yes, either. he will. He will wind up playing for the Dallas Cowboys because they sign all the convicts. <laughs> Boy, that's a joke from the nineties, right? He's. Uh, he, or, I'm sorry, early he may will, not be old enough to know that, but yeah, the '90s were 30 years ago. Or Earl looks, uh, Earl looks. Uh, I don't know. He just. How do you, how do you have those that many hot takes in an episode? That's insane. Let's get back. <laughs> Look, let's get back last to the week, and I have that's true. A that's lot true. of time to practice. That's true. Let's get back to the draft. Uh, yeah, let's back, get back getting, to this year's draft. Getting back to draft talk. Uh, um, so, Justin Fields obviously one of the one of the better talents, and you know he is a UGA guy. I wish him a, a torn ACL. Um, but the Chicago well, that's Bears. Nice. So much. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's like not even that, exactly. There it is. There it is. To hell. To hell. I don't. Hell with George I don't even America. wish. I don't. I don't even wish Logan Ketterer. A torn ACL, like that's. Well, I do, I do, I do. Fuck, fuck Logan Cater. Anyway, Chicago Bears. Fuck Phoenix. They they draft there we go. Field, and over the off season, they signed <laughs> Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. So you got uh, a menagerie of quarterbacks up in Chicago right now. Who is your starter if your field starts? Field starts hands nope. down. There's no question already, about it. It's already been said it's going to be Dalton. You can't. They said that before they drafted Fields. No, they, they haven't said even that after. They haven't even seen Fields on the field. Uh, pun in, completely intended there. And <laughs> and uh, you, look, th- this is what happened. This is what's going to happen. I called it f- seven years ago. Whenever Russell Wilson was drafted, Russell Wilson got drafted. They just paid Matt Flynn a boatload of money to come be their starter. And before preseason, I said week one, Russell Wilson is going to be the starter because the talent difference is just that great there. 
And it's the same situation here. Justin Fields is by far the better quarterback over either of those two and will start week one for them. I, I will guarantee it right now. All right. So if Justin Fields does not start week one, what happens? I guess Andy Dalton does. <laughs> I don't, what do you want from me? Well, according to Bears Wire over at usatoday.com, the Bears believe that they can win at least 10 games with Andy Dalton in charge this season. So Old you. It doesn't sound like Fields is going to necessarily be starting. He, they just they, drafted the kid. It, it was the same thing in Seattle. It was all that they just paid Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn's our guy. Matt Flynn this, Matt Flynn that. And then they got to preseason and they got to training camp and they said, oh, wow, uh, Matt Flynn kind of sucks compared to Russell Wilson. We're going to have to start Russell Wilson. It's going to be the same thing here. Would you want Justin Fields learning behind these two guys? Or would no, you that's why he's so, starting. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, listening on YouTube, Jacob is crazy. Because it was not Matt Flynn. Yes, it was. You, sir, are spewing fake news. Who was it then? Matt Hasselbeck. No, it wasn't. It was Matt Flynn. It was the backup quarterback for the Packers who played like two games and kicked ass in those two games. And Seattle was like, here's all my money. Come be our starter. And then Russell Wilson took over. I don't even have to wait because I know I'm right. So... To answer your question, Seth, I don't want him learning behind those two. I want him playing in front of those two because he's the better quarterback already. So what is he going to learn? He can learn some things from them. Don't get me wrong. Nick Foles won a freaking Super Bowl, for Christ's sake, somehow. I don't know how, but he did. And Andy Dalton has been a serviceable starter for 20 years now, it seems like. So there's stuff that he can learn. I just don't think he can learn it behind them. I think he learns it on the pitch with their giving him stuff as the season goes along. I think my concern with Fields is him. You know, well, okay, let me let me rephrase that. The Bears looking at their season. If you go into it with with Andy Dalton as your number one, how much of a leash do you give him before you look at moving to either Foles or Fields? And how much do you trust Fields behind that offensive line? Their offensive line isn't bad. The problem the Chicago Bears had was Mitchell Trubisky was Baker Mayfield level bad. (laughs) And just could not hit the broadside of a barn with a football. You put in Justin Fields. He's still got Allen Robinson. They have a decent line. They've got a couple good running backs. It Matt Nagy is going to do better with him than Mitchell Trubisky because he's not going to be scared of Justin Fields doing something that'll cost them a game like Mitchell Trubisky. And they're going to let him do something, and he's going to be able to hit Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is going to be the happiest he's ever been because of Justin Fields. Yeah, Allen Robinson is one player that could definitely benefit from, uh, from really, from, honestly, from whoever's there. Uh, just in terms of fantasy value and on-field production. I just, I don't know. I have this thing about rookie quarterbacks coming into the league and expecting them to produce year one. You have to be a tremendously talented quarterback in order to do that. You look at guys like Pat Mahomes or Philip Rivers had a, had a pretty good you know rookie season, if I remember correctly. You know, you look at some of these guys, and it takes a lot to be successful in the NFL, especially at the quarterback position. And so that's why these guys that are going in the first round, like you mentioned earlier, Jacob, like they have to be a sure thing. And we haven't talked about it yet, but the Jacksonville Jaguars have hit on what appear to be a number of sure things this season in the draft. Uh, picking up Trevor Lawrence and Travis ATM both in the first round. I mean, can you think of a, is, is there a team out there that had a better draft than the Jaguars? Um, yes. 
I do not like the ETN pick. Um, I don't hate it. I'm just very much in the camp of don't draft a running back in the first round. I don't care who it is. I don't. Derrick Henry, who's probably the best running back in the league right now, isn't worth a first round pick to me. So to have somebody be a first round pick, it would have to be like peak Adrian Peterson levels from year one to year five in order for it to be worth it. And that's just not going to happen. And then for you to draft him and then turn around and say, yeah, he's going to be our third down back. So you drafted a guy who is going to be on the, field for a third of your offensive plays with a first round pick. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. So I just, I, I don't like the Najee Harris pick either. Um, and it's not that I don't like these players. I think Travis Etienne and Najee Harris are good players. They're just not worth the first round pick, especially from a point of view with Pittsburgh. And for instance, with a Najee Harris pick, their offensive line is a joke right now. So I don't care who you put back there to run the football. They can't run behind somebody or they can't run behind something that is jelly and is going to get them destroyed. So Jacksonville has a better offensive line. So I'm, I'm a little bit more okay with it in that line, but unless ETN comes in and is an every down back and is otherworldly, it's just not worth the 26th pick. I think it was. So, that's my problem there. Other than that, Trevor Lawrence obviously is going to be great. Uh, they drafted a tackle in the third round. I believe it was the third round. Um, who Who is projected to be pretty good. So they had a, a very good draft. Could have been a little better in my opinion. I would have, I would have rather seen a wide receiver come off the board there than a running back. I get that, and with the way that the league has gone, how it's definitely a much more pass-friendly league, pass-happy pass league. You know, drafting a, a running back at any point is kind of a risky proposition, but you look at, at, at Harris and Etienne, and they are far and away the best two running backs in the draft this year. So I don't think you're going to have as much risk with guys like them as we've seen in years past with some of the talent that has come out and uh, out of college. So I think, I think there's a lot of room for those two guys to be extremely successful uh, wherever they end up, whether it's, you know, their, their drafted teams or, or where, you know, if they, if something happens later on in their careers, I think both of them can be, can be tremendous assets wherever they are. Um, I know it's getting late. I do have one final question for you guys. And if you, if y'all have anything, you can add them on afterwards. Do you feel like your team was successful enough in the draft and addressed many of address the, their projected off season needs. Yes. I think the Cowboys addressed what they needed. Um, they did get two linebackers, maybe even three. Um, they did get the steal of Jabril Cox from LSU, who's a really good linebacker. Um, they got themselves, their cornerback in Kelvin, whatever his name is. And, yeah, I think the Cowboys addressed what they needed and kind of got some bargain for it, too. Yeah, uh, Tampa didn't really have any holes, uh, at least glaring holes. So we had the luxury of just kind of doing whatever we wanted. And I feel like they did a good job of shoring up positions that could end up being a little thinner than others. And then I I like the second-round quarterback pick um, not so much because of who they picked, but I just like that they were at least trying to think about the future ever so slightly. Um, if there's any quarterback that I'm okay with a rookie sitting behind, it's Tom Brady and having Bruce Arians as the coach. So if, if by some chance... Because Bra- I, I know that Brady and Garoppolo didn't really get along from what we've heard, but that was a much younger Tom Brady. And it was a move that, that Tom Brady didn't 
they didn't talk to Tom Brady about, and I'm not sure they talked to him about this one, but in case you haven't noticed, they're kind of bending over backwards for Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. So I can't imagine that they were like, Hey, we're just going to draft this guy and we don't care what you think. I have to imagine they were like, Hey Tom, what do you think about us drafting this kid? He's not going to threaten your position or anything like that. He's just kind of, kind of there as a backup. And then, you know, that's about it. And Tom would be like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Whatever. So I think he'll be more open to helping this kid and, and not being so standoffish with them. So, so I like to pick, you get into the later rounds. I think that they had, uh, had some good later round picks. They had, I, I, I think Mr. Irrelevant could actually make the roster, uh, as a linebacker. So we'll see. So real quick, Jacob, you said that Tom Brady was a, was a much younger man when, uh, the whole Jimmy G situation happened. Brady was 36 when Jimmy G was drafted. Like, yes. And he's 43 now. He's like 48 now. (laughs) Yeah. That's my, I wasn't saying he was, I wasn't saying he was a young man. I didn't say that he was a prime of his life, man. I said he was younger. And when you're Tom Brady and you want to play till you're 45 and you're only 38, that's, seven years there that you still want to play. And you're looking at it like, why did you just draft this rookie quarterback? I'm going to play for seven more years. Whereas this year he's 43 wants to play till he's 45, maybe a little bit longer, but he's not going to want to play till he's 50. It's not seven years down the road that they're looking at that he's looking at. So point still stands. He's he's a, he was a much younger man when they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. He was not young. He was just much younger. At that time, you know, it's just Brady's 36, 37, however old he was when that draft happened. You can't expect him to play for that much longer. So he was screaming at the top of his lungs that he wanted to play longer, though. That he it doesn't matter what he says. Like if you it it does if it's Tom Brady. At that age, there is a significant drop-off, if not earlier, in production. And so the Patriots, are at that at that point, were trying to prepare for the future. And whether Tom decided to play for another decade or not, you know, he should have been more, he should have been more open to helping develop Jimmy G, give if, to help prepare for the, for the fact that he may not have been around for forever. Like it's not like he was. A, it's not like he was a twenty-eight-year-old kid who's but, suddenly getting replaced by you know someone just coming out of college. But in Tom Brady's mind, he was. In Tom Brady's mind, he was going to be there for a lot longer than Jimmy G was. He he was in in Tom Brady's head. They brought this kid in to replace him when he was still in what Tom Brady felt was the prime of his career. He has his arguably his best win of his career after that point against the Falcons. It was still peak Tom Brady. It's just that Tom Brady is such a freak of nature that nobody can see. Nobody could have seen this coming. The Patriots couldn't see it coming. That was the failure of Dan Quinn and that defense. That's what that was. That was not peak Tom Brady. I don't know. Watch it again. I know it. I know it probably hurts your soul to watch it again, but watch it again. Um, he he was spectacular after the Jimmy G pick. There's there's nothing else that you can say about it. So in his head, he was pissed because he was planning on playing a lot longer, and they drafted this guy ahead of him or to replace him. Technically, I understand your argument. It's just Tom Brady defies all logic when it comes to age and football. Yeah, he he defies a lot of things when it comes to football, age, rules, you know, you name it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's just one of those things. You know, some guys get away with it, some guys don't. Um, 
But moving on, we, we heard you guys just talk about you know, how you felt your team did as far as addressing their needs. I think the Falcons did a fantastic job. Uh, focused primarily on the defense, had a couple offensive players, a couple offensive linemen, and then a uh, wide receiver. Uh, I mean, defensively is where we struggled the past few years, especially with, with depth and then injuries. And so I think, especially uh, Darren Hall at San Diego State, I think he's going to be – I think he could be a tremendous talent. Um, I think he – I think he, you could see him starting in a, in like a nickel or a dime uh, set, and uh, he could make an impact from the, from the very beginning. So yeah, I think the Falcons did a fantastic job addressing what where we were in, in desperate need of some of some help. So yeah, so basically, we don't know anything about the draft until three or four years down the road, and we're all just speculating. But uh, it's fun to speculate, especially. It was nice this year for me not having a top 10 pick and not really caring about the draft. Um, and then it was really nice uh, during the first pick when when good old Roger Goodell comes up there and says, uh, and with the 32nd pick, the Super Bowl... <laughs> select Joe Tryon, outside linebacker from whatever school he was from. That was that was good. That was nice for me. So, so you guys have your your top ten picks, and I'll I'll take my Super Bowl ring and we'll hey, go home. Hey, hey, I didn't have a top ten pick. Yeah, you traded out of it. Yeah, so we're not top ten. We traded out of top ten. But you couldn't have traded out of it if you didn't have it in the first place. So you're <laughs> it it was nice to hear the booze in person again. Uh, it, that that part was fun too all right i think that's gonna just about wrap it up for us that was our nfl draft recap thank you guys so much for listening thank you guys so much for watching here on youtube uh this again new format tonight we did our new mexico united discussion in the first hour or so and then we got into our nfl draft here uh you will see two episodes dropping in your podcast feed later this week first of the first of which will be the new mexico united discussion uh, thank you guys for hanging out tonight jacob get us out of here yeah guys uh first of all go buy dogecoin um second of all i i so i'm in a group chat I, you guys are looking at me like i'm crazy so i gotta explain just a little bit i've got two guys that i used to work with when i worked in albuquerque um when when Dogecoin was a percent of a cent, a buddy of mine and myself and our other buddy bought into it a little bit. Uh, one of my buddies bought into it significantly more than the other two. Uh, I held on to it. I sold it. I got it back. I sold it. I got it back. Uh, bottom line, he's up like more than I want to say on this podcast. And I'm up very little. But uh, it's going up, and I want him to do good. So he's got a crap load of shares in it. So he could he could be a Bitcoin-type story if Dogecoin keeps going up. Uh, and I like him and his family. So go buy Dogecoin. Uh, get that price up for everybody that has some. Other than that, I enjoy talking sports with you guys. I uh, I don't enjoy Earl's takes sometimes. But, uh, but they're, they are what they are, and they make me laugh. And they make Seth speechless, which is hard to do. So I enjoy that part of it. Like Seth said, uh, you can catch the United portion in a couple days uh, in podcast form, or you can rewatch this video uh, once it gets finished up here. And um, yeah, and then next week, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't think of any major sports topics that are going to be happening, but. Uh, We'll see if something happens, if Aaron Rodgers is traded, if uh, Deshaun Watson is found innocent, uh, whatever the case may be, we might pop on and say something like that. (laughs) That's still the hottest take of all the hot takes tonight. Um, We'll see what next week brings. One thing I can know for one thing I can tell you for sure is next week at 930, we will have United talk here after the El Paso match and previewing the home opener against Austin Bold. So come back for that if you don't care for the United talk. Um, 
probably come back about 10 30 11 somewhere in there uh and, and we'll we'll catch up to speed on any other sports talk that's out there so you can find us on social media which at this point it should be pretty obvious somos mas nm across all platforms because we were able to get it across all platforms which is awesome and uh hit us up on there you can email us soon at Jacob Earl or Seth at SomosMasNM.com uh, or just social media DMs, whatever. doesn't matter to us. You can come by and chat with us on YouTube. You can do whatever you want. Uh, just We love your feedback, and we like hearing things from you, hearing how we're doing. So rate and review, like and subscribe. Um, do those things that everybody else tells you to do because that's how we reach more people. And for all the jokes that we have on here and all the fun that we have, uh, we do it somewhat for ourselves just to, just to have this conversation. But, but we want fans to have a way to interact, have their voice heard, um, and and to be able to have fun with us. So, so do all that stuff. Let us reach some more people. And, uh, I mean, we're not, we're not looking for money here. It's not, we just do this for fun. We, everything that, Everything that we provide for you comes out of our own pockets, and uh, and we're okay with that. So, just share share it on social media. Listen to it. Listen to it multiple times. Listen to it with friends in the car. I don't care. Just uh, get the word out there. And Earl, go ahead and pitch in. I know you. I can. I can. No, you're good. You lost it. Okay. Never mind. Um, yeah, that's about it. It's late. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. I was until you interrupted me again. Um, it's late. We're going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, next week, 930. Be here. And until then, Somos Lindos. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and weekly discussions from around the world of sports. Each episode is recorded live on Tuesday nights on our YouTube channel and goes live on podcast platforms around the world later in the week. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bedoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using Zencaster and Audacity.